Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening, Blog Talk listeners. Welcome to the Letter House Bible Enrichment Hour. Thank you for joining us this Tuesday. Uh, August the 8th, 2017 We are here um, Every Tuesday For a double dip Tuesday For um, the Letter House Out of Los Angeles, California We also do A New Day call Monday through Friday Mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time And at 6 a.m. Pacific Time we have a thing going around here that says E-O-B-O, everyone bring one. So our founder and overseer is none other than the Dr. Shelton Carter. We are here at the Letter House. Uh, keep our man of God covered by praying for him daily. Yes, weekends too. We have a set time for that. Uh, the time of day will be 5.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m., that means that whatever time zone you're in, someone is praying for our man of God and our awesome network. We, if you're here in Los Angeles, we invite you to go by and see our blessed pastor. And um, for, for, for more information about our wonderful network opportunities, Comments, prayer requests, Bible study. Please like us on Facebook at Our Letter House, where you can find also find upcoming events and daily inspirations. Feel free to email or even write us with questions and concerns you may have. Maybe you have a subject that you want Pastor to teach on, or you may just want to say hello and how you are enjoying the benefit and benefiting from the network. So our email address is thelhwork at gmail.com. We want to thank God for giving Dr. Carter the vision, and that vision is to restore virtue to a society that is bearing a spiritual and moral excellence. We believe that as we link with individuals, associations, and corporations, that we will effectively build a network of kingdom advancers and entrepreneurs. We would believe we will effectively reach a multitude of ethnic, multicultural, and generational people. We thank you for your partnership, for your attendance, faith, and seed. As we are asking that Dr. Carter ask that we seed uh, our the network five dollars a day, or this. Uh, $20 a week, or however God has blessed you to give to the Lighterhouse Network for the upbuilding of the kingdom. We just thank you uh, that God has given Pastor the vision for this great network. We also have a prayer that we pray over him uh, daily. Uh, as I uh, as I uh, said a few minutes ago, that it, it's at 5.30 a.m., at 5.30 p.m., so 
right now we're going to open with our uh, with a prayer and a scripture, and then we will have the reading of the prayer. Uh, our scripture reading comes from Deuteronomy 28 tonight. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. And these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. You will, uh, The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction but flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he has given you. The Lord will establish you in his holy temple as he promised you on earth. If you keep the commands of your Lord of the Lord your God and walk and walk obedience to him, then all the people on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crop of your ground, in the land he swore to your ancestors to give to you. The Lord will open up the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, and send, send rain on your land in season and will and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the command of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of the commands. I give you today, to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. I have read you Deuteronomy 28, 1 through uh, 12. May God have a blessing to the hearers and doers of his holy word. Uh, Gracious Master, tonight we come just thanking you for your goodness, for your mercy, and for your love. Father, we ask that... You come into this session tonight and bless each one that is on the line. God, keep us in your way and keep us in your will. Help us to be obedient to your word, dear God. Help us to be uh, doers of your word and not just hearers, God. And then help us to go out and help somebody understand the love and the care that you have for them and for us. Gracious Master, we ask that you bless everybody tonight on the line. We ask that you bless Dr. Carter in a special way, God. 
Enlarge his territory. Give him what he needs to continue to do the work that you have set his hand to do. God, we thank you. We we, we praise you and we honor you. God, we just want to say that we love you tonight. We love you. We love you. And we just ask that you just continue to be with us, continue to walk with us, continue to help us be who you have us to be, dear God. Please be with us. Please carry us on. Please help us to be the ones that you have called to be your children, dear God, and to do the things that you have us to do, dear God. Bless us going out. Bless us coming in. Bless us as we carry on your work, dear God. Father, enlarge each one of our territories and keep us safe from all harm and danger, Father. These blessings we ask in our Son Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, good evening, family. <laughs> I see we got we got family on the line tonight. It's so wonderful that you joined us tonight. Took time out to just come and fellowship and just uh, say hello and show your gracious and your gratitude for just us all being able to have this excellent. <laughs> Opportunity, You know, God is good, and he's good all the time. So right now I'm going to open up the floor for uh, any comments or just for you to say hello this evening. The floor is open. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hey, Lacey. All right. Anybody, come on, let's just just fellowship with one another tonight and just share in the goodness of God. The floor is open. Hi, this is Sylvia. Well, hello, Sylvia. How are you today? I am doing wonderful. How's everybody doing? Uh, I am just marvelous. That's the word for today. (laughs) Marvelous. (laughs) Marvelous. Just so grateful to the Lord. Just so grateful to have another day and another opportunity to fellowship with my sisters and brothers at the latter house. How about that? Amen. Yes. Anyone else? Good evening, Sister Lewis. This is Chanel. How are you? Hi, Chanel. I am doing marvelous. <laughs> the day started a little rough, but I'm here and grateful to God. How are you? I am wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, it's good to hear your voice. It is, and it's good to hear you all's voice also as well. I'm, I'm just so happy to be able to fellowship with you all. I just, I just miss you. I just got to say that I miss you. I miss you, family. I had such a good time last week there that it's just awesome. It was so awesome. I hated to leave. <laughs> I'm trying to get back soon. It was well, we beautiful. Amen. Amen. You're such a group of lovely people, and I just I, I adore you. And it is just wonderful to know each and every one of you and how the kindness that you showed me and the uh, and Chanel for just transporting me around and chauffeuring me. I like that. <laughs> it was so wonderful to be chauffeured around. I didn't have to drive, so that was a good thing. Anybody else? 
Anybody else? Is Sister Velma on? All right, all right, all right. Well, we're just going to go ahead and um, read the pastoral prayer and, uh, and, uh, and give God the glory for it. Our um, pastoral prayer says, We thank you, Father, for your man, Pastor Dr. Shelton D. Carter, and the Latter House Vision. We thank you, Father, that you have predestined him to restore virtue in society's barren of spiritual and moral excellence. We thank you, Father, for directing his steps and giving him a spirit of excellence. Continue to give him a hearing ear to teach and speak the written and revealed word of God to your people. Circumcise his ear for your glory and good pleasure. We declare and decree that no external or internal weapons formed against him will prosper. Every emotional, physical, psychological, financial, or spiritual weapon formed against him are destroyed now. Your word declares that whoever wars against him, that you would war against them. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Therefore, through prayer, praise, worship, prophetic declarations, and every weapon you supplied us, with through your Holy Spirit, we declare our pastor free to serve you in the beauty of holiness. For we pull down every stronghold and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God concerning Dr. Shelton D. Carter. Every argument against him we bring down into the captivity and obedience of Christ. On behalf of your son and our pastor, we come against every obstacle of pride that keeps the people of God from intimately knowing you. Every rebellious thought we bring under the subjection of the Lordship of Christ Jesus. Every internal enemy that comes to scatter the flock seeking to make self-discipline against the congregation we declare illegal. We speak that your anointing destroys every yoke in his life, over the children's lives, his family, and ministry. We decree and declare by the anointing of the Spirit of God that all plans, allowances, strategies, demonic forces, false, evil, and selfish motives are exposed and that every hindrance be removed. Every witch, warlock, or soothsayer, both spiritual and natural, be removed off of Dr. Carter and therefore is power broken. Pastor is free from all yokes of bondage, fear, poverty, generational, and demonic curses. We resist every spirit that acts as a gatekeeper to his soul. Uh, We renounce any further associations passed down from a generation to generation, biological, psychological, sociological, spiritually, or any unknown force that comes against him. We, the people of God, declare him blessed, and therefore we communicate in all good things concerning him, according to Galatians 6 and 6. Therefore we make holy garments for our man, according to your word and commandment, for glory and beauty. We, your people, declare Dr. Shelton D. Carter blessed and abundantly supplied in Jesus' name. 
All praise, glory, dominion, and power to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. We thank God for Dr. Shelton Carter. And we are also praying um, Psalms 27 over him. If you don't have that uh, pastoral prayer, all you have to do is just write us at um, our email address is the LH Network at gmail.com, and you can certainly get that prayer. We will uh, get it to you. Shanine uh, uh, has the uh, prayer that we can, she will uh, have someone get that out to you for those who don't have it. So we're just grateful to God for the prayer. We're grateful to God for Dr. Carter. We're just just happy today to be in a fellowship tonight with each and every one of you. I wanted to thank um, Sister Lacey this morning for this morning uh, giving us those scriptures that is included in this pastoral prayer. You know, she did a great job in uh, explaining uh some of the verses that we had uh, that's in this prayer, and I just wanted to repeat them. We have Romans 8 and 29, Proverbs 16 and 16, Daniel 6 and 3. Uh, it was Isaiah 54 and 17, and then we had Isaiah 41, 10 through 13, Second uh, Corinthians 10, 4 through 5, uh, Acts twenty twenty nine through thirty. In your spare time, uh, you can go and read those Exodus twenty eight uh, two through three, if you are so inclined to do so, to get a more clear uh, reading on uh, those prayers and how how they are affecting us. And we just thank you. Uh, for uh, praying that prayer with us daily at 5.30 in the morning and 5.30 in the afternoon. I'm going to open the floor again for those who haven't had a chance to say hello or good evening to us and tell us where you're calling from. The floor is open. Uh, you, uh, those who have not had a chance, go ahead and say good evening to me. I'd like to know who's on the line. Somebody going to say good evening? Is uh, Shanina on? Shanina, you're not there yet. Sister Velma, are you there? Now, I was trying to say earlier. Huh? Yes, yes, yes. I was trying to speak earlier. I know you can. Okay. Well, go ahead and speak, sweetie. Good. My sister's in front How y'all doing? Not, not, wait a minute. Here I am. Howdy, y'all. Hello to you. How are you this evening? <laughs> Uh, I'm better. I am better. I just got off the call with um, one of my sisters in, in Christ, and we had a house prayer session going on right there. And um, woo, I am 
Yeah, I was trying to speak earlier before you had started with the pastoral prayer, but you know, that's just not. Especially that, because you know I can talk. Amen. Amen. Well, that's wonderful. Um, uh, you know, we'll let you, too. <laughs> I know, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Y'all yeah, folks with <laughs> Amen. 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 So does anyone else have anything they want to share with us tonight? Sister Bemma, you sound like you're a little distant. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Not real, real clear, but we know you're there. All right. All right. Does anybody else have anything they want to share with us tonight? Uh, any scriptures? Uh, tell us how your day was, or just give us any thoughts that you've been thinking about, or sharing what what's been going on with you today. Any prayer requests? Okay, I'm. Uh, I can see this board tonight, and I can. Um, I, I might just start calling out folks because I'm, I'm. I need. I need y'all to talk to me, please. Talk to me. Give me some ideas. Um, give me some. Give me some reports. Give me some praise reports. Tell me what's on your mind. You know, uh, we have to share with one another. We have to lift each other up. We have to bear each other's burdens. I'm sure that. Uh, you know, we've walked today, and God's been good. He's taken us to and from where we needed to go during our busy day and through our um, traumas and troubles and brought us to this point tonight. So uh, does anyone like to share what's been going on with them today? Well, yeah. Hey, it's uh, Sister Velma again. Like I said earlier, uh, of course, uh, I was uh, having a moment because uh, uh, Saturday is uh, Toad's birthday. So that's both his older daughter, older scout. She'll be turning 18. And um, so for the most part, she had a moment. And uh, I, I had to hurry up and, and, and get out of myself and get over and, and, and to that to the woman of God that she needed to be with her at that time. And uh but at the same time I just thank God for her being able to let go like she did. And I've been praying for that. See, you know, uh it's okay to be strong sometimes. But God said, Let him in, baby. Let him handle this. This that what you are having to face. You know? And and I, I'm the big sister. I gotta take care of my sister. I gotta take care of my brother. I said, yeah, yeah, you have a responsibility to them, but you are to continue to look to God from where your help comes from, so you can be the best sister that you can be, you know, for your sisters and brothers. Because if you wig out and, and spaz out, then what? You know. So, um, you know, like I say, it's her birthday coming up, the big eighteen, and um, so of course she was like. So, Brandon, what I'm going to do, I said, oh, 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 yeah, that's what I'm talking about, baby. We're going to go bowling. And she was like, huh? I said, yeah, we're going bowling. And then we're going to come back and eat. We're going to you know, just have some fun around the house. So she looking at me like, uh, Granny, I am 18. I said, girl, them numbers don't mean nothing to me. Ah, 
I said you better go ask uh but I did say it though. I said you better go ask your mama. But I said you better ask your auntie now. They they uh Nikki uh turned almost forty the other day. That don't mean nothing to me. What I say? In the name of Jesus. Because I ain't gonna tell you nothing wrong. I ain't gonna do nothing to you know, to intentionally hurt you anyway, so but yeah. I just wanted to share that with you guys and um you know, y'all keep us listening in prayer. Uh they still haven't uh, taken the support for custody, but it's working with their father. In the name of Jesus, uh, we'll continue to hold on to the faith and uh, know that God is in control, you know? Amen. So, y'all know I just like to keep y'all abreast of what's happening with these uh, wonderful children because I am here and I'm still standing in awe of God, you know, for you to have six children. And they all pretty much still together functioning and not trying to cut up the world, not cussing out God, not acting a fool, not, not none of that in the name of Jesus, you know? And I'm talking about teenagers, y'all. So we just uh, continue to uh, give God the praise, glory, and honor, for he is worthy to be praised. And, honey, when the, when the breakthrough comes, y'all going to hear the shout, you know? So uh, I just want to share that with you guys right quick. Well, thank you, Sister Velma, yeah, for sharing. That. <laughs> she she didn't record me, so you know, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Right, yeah. Amen. I would like to ask if those that have some background noise uh, that it, the the um, the uh, episode is being recorded, and if you have background noise, please mute your background, uh, mute your phone. So that uh, we can hear clearly what Pastor has to say, and please get ready, get ready, get ready. Get your pens, your pencils, or your paper, your Bible, and let's listen. Get ready for the Word of God, because a powerful Word is coming tonight, as uh, He's going to give us some good teaching and. And we want to be able to hear and receive what he has to tell us tonight. So uh, let's get ready, get ready, get ready. And we're going to see if he's ready. If he's on if he's on the line, uh, Pastor, if you're ready, you can go ahead. The floor is yours. All right. Yes, uh, you. We can hear you. All right. Uh, good, good evening, everybody. And man, I pray you had a good day. <clears throat> a good day, full of strength and full of joy. Um, I pray that you accomplished uh, things you set out to do today. Amen. Um, that Amen. is important that we set. So again, um, one of our models is that we affectionately declare here is that, especially in our morning time, that, you know, we want to command our morning so we can dominate our day. And that's why we get up on the, in the morning and share in word and revelation and encouragement, testimony, communicating our faith towards one another. And, you know, God's in the midst of us all, like he said, good. and um, moving by his spirit consistently and continuously opening doors and shutting other doors. Amen. Walking us through the valley in the shadows of death where we're fearing no evil. We're knowing that God is with us. 
therefore we are upholding, amen, the counsel of his will, which is to do us good pleasure by the word of our testimonies. So we are constantly giving testimony and testifying of the goodness of God. And so God is good to us. God is Amen. good to us. Amen. Even when Amen. when butthead the uh, serpent thinks he's winning or agitating, we can still say God is good. God has really been good. He's really been good to us overall. He has been better than you know than we even can imagine from any source. But we're thankful tonight, amen We're thankful for this opportunity of grace God bless you, Sister Lewis Man, for your faithfulness and stewardship tonight And to Granny's place God bless your heart And all y'all that take part in moving the uh, ministry and vehicle Granny's place and that the Lord, We pray that the Lord may increase you And make you a thousand times more Than what you already are Amen <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Amen. Yes. Yes. Those of you that are sharing with us tonight, I want someone to find for us Numbers 14, um, verse 21, and someone else to go to 2 Corinthians, and then all of us go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, Numbers 14 and 21. Amen. Fourteen and twenty-one. Okay, let me go ahead and do this. <coughs> okay. Numbers 14 and 21. Yes, Numbers 14 and 21. If you can read that for me, amen. I have forgiven them as you ask. Nevertheless, as surely as I live and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills performed in Egypt in the earth. Not one of those who saw my glory and the signs I have performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, but who just disobeyed me and tested me ten ten times, not one of them will ever see the land I promised to Amen. on, on oath yes. <laughs> to their ancestors. Number numbers fourteen and verse twenty one um, again is what we're highlighting tonight. Um, she read, as, she, "As I live, all the earth shall be filled with my glory." As the Lord speaking, and that is His mandate, and that is His literal end time mandate for um, creation. He says, "As sure as I live." That my glory is going to fill the earth, fill the entire earth. Amen. <clears throat> In doing so, um, the scriptures record that you and I are God's workmanship. We have been created for good works. 
One of the things that we were created to do was to establish, amen, rule in places that deny or ignore the rule of God, meaning he said uh, uh, when we pray, we are to pray his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He says, I want my will on earth, my will that is going on in heaven, I want it insisted on earth. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to use my son and daughters who are going to bruise the head, amen, of the serpent with the heel. And my sons and daughters are going to be those, number one, that are led by the Spirit, and therefore, if they're led by the Spirit, they will follow no other spirit but the Holy Spirit. And so he says that those that are sons, that are, are many of those that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. And the sons of God that are led by the Spirit, again, not those that are, are, are um, realistic, not those that have uh, elevated tradition and religion above the sovereignty of God, but again, let me inject something here concerning that because God has instructed me and, and leading me, amen, by the Spirit to, um, to see that as we are moving in grace, because again, we cannot produce the glory of God without walking in God's grace. You're going to need his grace, amen, to produce glory. But as we're walking in grace, don't forget that the grace that we receive has, has, has amen, has a foundation to it in which there has to be some level of law or rule to it. Because without law or rule, that suggests that I am able to do whatever it is I want to do. And God is never suggesting that he's releasing me to do whatever I want, whatever I want to do. But whatever God wants me to do, he wants me to do it, amen, by grace. Because, again, um, it is by grace that we stand, amen. We stand in grace so that we can have access to the faith in which we understand, but we cannot access faith without grace because faith takes a man an, an involvement, and it's hard to involve yourself where you don't believe that you have rights or adequate rights to uh, in, 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 in involve yourself. And so you, you have to take the grace of God and what he has bestowed and given to you, not that he has looked beyond your fault, but literally what he has done is he has given you sufficiency in order to operate on his behalf. That's why he says to Paul, when Paul says, I sought the Lord three times, three, three different, and on three different occasions, I asked the Lord about this thorn that was in my flesh. And I tried to get him to deal with this antagonizing, consistent episode that happens with me on on a frequent basis and all of us got something that shows up amen regularly that reminds us that we got to stay on our knees that reminds us that we got to stay in prayer yes we might have maximized some things in uh, one in one or two areas of our christian walk but there are areas in our life amen that we know that without if it had not been for the lord on our side we don't know where we would be and we're just so thankful that god did not allow us to be really um, exposed the way we could have, and it was only because of his grace, amen, 
And so, therefore, his grace actually keeps my lips closed and keeps me quiet and keeps me in a place, amen, where I'm thankful and I'm too thankful to be petty, too thankful, amen, to be judgmental or critical. And so I'm thanking God constantly for his grace, his grace. But I, 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 I must address the fact that what is seemingly to me is going on is that we're, we're swinging on two far ends of the pendulums and we are uh, way over here with grace and then we're way over here with law. But I think there's something in the middle that God, somewhere in the middle, God wants to meet us and have fellowship, amen, between, between the two. Um, grace doesn't mean that I, I, I just get to do what I want to do. Because literally, grace does not, uh, like it seems, eliminate the uh, responsibility of walking by faith. But what grace does is, and I want you to get this, grace does not alleviate my responsibility to walk by faith. But what grace does is, grace puts a demand on my, puts a demand that I walk in, in, in faith now. See, when we receive grace, amen, he is only giving you grace to do. If you ever see where grace was given in the scriptures, grace was always given to someone so that they could do something. Because whatever it is they were going to do for God, it was going to be so big, amen, that it would challenge every part of their person. And this flesh cannot contain, amen, all the movement that the Spirit of God will take you upon. And so therefore you'll need a grace after the Spirit gets done using you. When the spirit gets done driving you, the spirit will make you more attractive than you actually really, really are. And so sometimes if you don't have the grace to cover you, to protect you, to keep you, then you'll be like Saul was in the scripture in the days of the King Saul, where King Saul, the Bible says that he was prophesying in one verse, but a few verses later he was rolling in the ground naked, amen, because he was gifted to prophesy, but he didn't have the grace to walk in the gift that he had. And we have to have grace in order to walk in our gifting. And it is our gifting that we utilize in surrender to God, amen, being thankful for his grace. But we use our gift in the operations of our faith. Our faith is after the major project, but we got to use our gift, amen, to build the project that our faith has put us in. And this is why God gives you the grace, because while you're going through the rudiments and the procedure and going through the steps of building that thing, amen, sometimes you get weary and you need the grace. Sometimes you get tired, you need grace. Sometimes you get tempted and you need grace. Sometimes you get hungry, sometimes you itch in places that are not easily scratched, and you need grace. Because when you're building something for God, it is always ten times bigger than you. If it's not bigger than you, then it is not God leading you to do it. And if God is leading you to do it, you're, you're saying, God, give me grace, and I'm not taking advantage of the grace because I, only, I understand that I only have grace as long as I'm moving faith. I hope somebody got that tonight. I hope you actually got that tonight, that you're actually in grace, and you're only in grace so that you can move in faith. If you're not moving in faith, you have no rights to grace because grace is for the faith. I hope you heard me. Grace is for the faith. It's for those that are moving in something, going after something, in pursuit of something bigger than themselves. 
daring to step out on the word of God and the word of faith. You're moving. Your corresponding action is lining up with what you believe in. And you understand that this thing that you believe in gets you in places that sometimes you get in trouble. And you need grace. You need grace. Because God is going to make you attractive. Somebody go to Second Corinthians, amen, chapter 2. Read verse 14 and 15 for me. Anybody got Second Corinthians? Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now, thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are saved, who are being saved, and among those who are perishing. He said that we are the fragrance of Christ. Amen. Is that not right? And she said we are uh, being diffused in every place. He says so those that are perishing and those that are not perishing. But we are the fragrance. We are fragrance. We are of God's knowledge in every place. And notice what the scripture says, is that we are the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. In every place. In every place. We are to be a fragrance, an aroma before God in every single place. Now, when we think of place, of course, we utilize the scriptures in Matthew where he speaks of, that uh, we are to make disciples, go into the world and make disciples, and he gives us very specifics about where um, the world, I mean, where we should make a disciple or find a disciple or recruit a disciple or farm a disciple. Yeah, amen. He said, I need you to go into the world. That word, word world there means uh, the different, co- well, the word means cosmos. It, it speaks of the different sex of life and the entities and the uh, stages of this world, amen. He says, go into every system, literally, and he says, I want you to make disciples. But the way you're going to make disciples is you're not going to go in there with an aro- with a odor. You're going to go in there with an aroma. I am going to make you fragrant-like. I'm going to make you a fragrant-like. And you're going to do this because you're going to walk in my knowledge, and when you walk in my knowledge, you are going to diffuse. But the word diffuse there literally means to make known or to manifest, manifest. You're going to bring forth something, amen, that could not have been, had, had rose to the surface or made itself known without your, amen, hallelujah, without your participation. I'm going to have to find someone who has my fragrance, and my fragrance is an aroma. Remember, an aroma is something that attracts you. It is attractive. It is a it is a tension getter. It is a drawer. It'll pull you out of one place and bring your attention to another. It's like a passing passing body that is perfumed with a great scent. When that passing body passes you with that great scent, depending on how great that scent is to you, and again, it may be attractive to you, but may be a disaster to somebody else. But however. However and wherever that fragrance is sent to, it will buzz those that need to be buzzed. It will catch those that need to be caught. It will get the attention, amen, of those that find that which you release attractive. Attractive. 
most ministry is in a, unattractive. And we have to get to the place now that we have some attraction to it. It must have some attraction. I understand that we are moving by the sweet uh, hem of his garment, and we're trying to get along the best way we can. But now we must get into the intricacies and understand that whatever God is going to do through you, do through us, amen, he is doing it with great precision and detail. He has great precision and detail. He is very serious, amen, about what he wants done, how he wants it done, and how he wants it to be made known. He says we are to diffuse something of him, amen, or make known of something of him, and the only way going to do, be going to be able to do this is we're going to have to get some knowledge in us. And he's given us an indicator that knowledge is the key, amen, for manifestation, producing something that was intended to be produced, amen, way before the foundation of the world began, but off in eternity somewhere, a divine thing God wanted to be made known in the earth. And he is trusting us to make this, done, make this known and done. The one thing he is trying to do is get us to make known of his glory, his presence, his, his existence here. God wants to be known. Are you here? And God wants to use you to make himself more popular than what he already is. And he cannot do this unless there's some level of discipleship that has gone forth concerning you and I. He must develop us. Why? Because if we are truly his disciples, he says that we will bear fruit if we are disciples. And not only that we would bear fruit, but he says that we would bear much fruit, much fruit. It is time for us to bear some fruit. It is time to release some glory. It is time to diffuse a fragrance, amen, but you will not do this in ignorance. And so, therefore, we must seek the Lord while he may be found so that we can get the information downloaded and transcribed within our psyche so that we can know the Lord, amen, and follow the scripture of Daniel where Daniel says that if we know the Lord, we will do great exploits and we'll be strong. We'll be strong because we'll constantly be diffusing or making known this fragrance. Unfortunately, ignorance is an odor. The lack of knowledge is an odor. Good intentions but uninformed is not a great smell. We're, it's time to get prepared now and prepare for where you're going, understanding that where you're at is not the final stop, but we're on our way somewhere. We're in pursuit to something, and you've got to get prepared and equip your saddle, amen, with ammunition that you're going to need. You're going to have to get some knowledge now. Knowledge now As it pertains to the wall of Jericho The Bible says that the people Walked around the wall Around the wall Once a day for six days And on the seventh day They walked around it seven times And they did this And when Joshua told them to shout Then they shouted How did they know to resist themselves Or restrain themselves How did they know not to just run off And off key Because they followed their man leadership and when Joshua said to them that we're going to walk around this wall once a day for six days, none of them murmured or none of them spoke back. None of them questioned because they had recognized that he had been one that had been talking with the captain and the commander of the Lord's army, which was the angelic visitation of an angel. Now, how many of you know when you have that level of inter interaction with God, 
that your life and your ministry can never be the same again. Because what he does is he has, he gives you such an experience with him that he lights your flame, that your flame gets so fiery that it burns somebody else's flame. And then that flame catches on to somebody else. And then God puts you in small groups, and your small groups get in, on fire. Then your small groups come to the major congregation, and then the whole congregation is on fire. Next thing you know, the church is on fire, and the church is on the move and walking and moving into the communities, and now your community is on fire. Now you done made so much noise that the nation is calling for the fire that you got. And now from one nation to the next nation and to the next nation, on to one continent to the next continent. And therefore you'll have it where the glory of the Lord will be going from the ankles to the knees to the waist, out into the river, down into the sea, so that we could swim in this glory. And God's name will be known because we'll be a fragrance and not an odor. The picture is like a Catholic sensory where that has the incense on the inside where they're burning church on fire, baby. It's burning. He's swinging that chain and swinging that sensory, and as he's swinging it, fumes are being released from there. A fragrance is being released, and everywhere the fragrance goes, it is changing the atmosphere. God is trying to anoint you with knowledge so that you can change an atmosphere, so that atmosphere that once you want to say that it's going to be uh, depraved and it's going to be uh, sickness here and it's going to be drugs and alcohol over here. God's trying to anoint you in such a way that you'll be able to step into an atmosphere and change the atmosphere. Why? Because glory and manifestation is a product of rightful atmosphere. You got to get the atmosphere together. You got to get the atmosphere together. This Saturday I'll be teaching about setting a divine atmosphere. And in part two it, you'll find where the, where the prophet had told his servant Ahab, he said, I can hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And the fact that he had to tell his servant that he could hear the sound was a suggestion that it was not an audible sound, but it was an inward sound. It was a divine sound that was connected to those that was wired to receive its transmission. And at this time the prophet was wired to hear the word of God. He was, not only was the prophet that heard the word of God, but it was the prophet that said, at my word. He said, it will not rain for a space of about three years. But then again, he says, I can hear the sound of the abundance. In other words, when it was time for abundance was when the prophet had decided that he was ready to declare it was time. Because God has given, such, given man such power. And for those that understand their power. But you got to understand it by knowledge. You got to get into God's word, and you got to see what His word says. You can't get any power, walk in power by accident. You cannot defeat the devil by accident. You cannot destroy the enemy by accident. You cannot eject. You cannot bind the devil, and you cannot cast him out in ignorance. You're going to have to have some information. She says that we are the fragrance of God's knowledge. We're the fragrance of his knowledge, the knowledge of God is a sweet-smelling aroma. Hallelujah. The more knowledgeable I come about him, the better I smell. Yes, sir. Every time I come out of my prayer closet, the better I smell. Every time I get out of Bible study, the better I smell. Every time I get off my morning call, the better I smell, the better I smell. I smell good everywhere I go because I'm diffusing. I'm diffusing, making known the presence of God to those that are saved and to those that are, that as sure as I live. 
that my glory shall fill. My glory is going to fill the entire earth. Don't feel the entire. Why is this important? Something just came to mind. I want you to turn to, I believe it is um, Acts chapter 10. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Acts 3, I'm sorry. Acts chapter 3. And if someone has that, please let me know. Acts chapter 3. Amen. I believe I want verse 21. You want me to read it? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Whom heaven must receive until the time of restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his whole prophets since the world began. Keep going. He said that it, that the heavens must receive until the times of restoration. Uh, I believe the King James says the times of restitution. Um, someone could verify that. It says the times of restitution. Another he said the times of restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. All right? The Bible says right. if you scoot up to verse number 20, I believe I want you to go to. Verse 20 says, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heavens must receive until the restitution of all things. The heavens has Jesus. Somebody underline that. That somebody write that down. That the heavens has Jesus. So therefore, we're not looking for his skeleton on planet planet Earth, nor are we trying to find his body. But the Bible says that he ascended on a cloud one day, after completely fulfilling the commands of God, and therefore the Holy Spirit who redeemed his soul. And therefore brought him back, amen, by way of resurrection from the dead, and where he came forth out of Joseph of Arimathea's tomb, in which he folded his clothing and put them down in precise order, amen, and therefore walked out, walked through the garden, passed Mary and Martha, amen, as walking through the garden, walking through that, uh, that room, amen, where the disciples were hanging out, showing his scars in his hands, allowing his disciples to touch him, where he was wounded, and therefore upbraided and taught them, instructed them, amen, they were able to receive from him because they were able to touch him. Sometimes our ministries are untouchable. Sometimes our ministries are too unrelatable. Sometimes we're just too out of contact, amen, to be effective in ministry. But Jesus allowed his disciples, he says, touch my wounds, Thomas. I know you doubt, but the idea is that you would be in faith because you'll never, ever be able to maintain in the grace that you have unless you move in faith. And so, therefore, I need to get your understanding untied, and I got to get you out of your diseased thinking, which is 
constantly driving you into areas of depression, constantly leading you into areas of anxiety, and the reason you are in that place is because you actually don't believe like you say you believe. And until you get your believer up, Jesus is going to be held in the heavens because he ain't coming down, amen, until the glory of God has filled the earth. Yes, I understand what the prophets have declared, amen, as it relates to the prophecies of the world. But, honey, let me tell you, yes, there are rumors of wars and wars. There are earthquakes in diverse places. Yes, there is. There are tornadoes in strange places. Yes, it is. But But the prophecies as it relates to the church has not yet come to pass. For the sons of God has not yet appeared as though the, the Christ Jesus has, and therefore we're not walking in our glory and our splendor like he said we would. And until we police the earth and say, thy, thy will be done, he will not come rescue us out of pity, amen, because this world has gotten so tough that we couldn't handle it. No, baby, he equipped you with the Holy Ghost. He equipped you with the blood of Jesus. He equipped you with the power in his name. And he said, I want you to go and police the earth, and I want you to declare thy kingdom come, thy will be done in politics, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in entertainment, in sports, in athletics, in finances. God said, let thy kingdom come here. And when his kingdom shall come, is when his sons who are walking in the knowledge of God will walk in his glory, amen, and release glory in the earth. But the promise is found in Daniel where he says that the people who know their God, that word know is the word gnosis, G-E-N-O-S-I-S, gnosis. says that the people who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Know again the word there means science. They'll have God down to a science to the point that they are specifically understanding him in key areas. And notice what I said, that when you have something to a science, you have specifics about that thing. It's a science, to a science, specific. See, there are specifics that you got to know about what God says about his financial kingdom, his financial economy. And we're losing in that era because we're not maximized in our understanding of finances yet. What did God say specifically about my health? My health is failing because I don't have specifics. And the Bible says we are the fragrance of God's knowledge. Ezekiel said we are the water that flows from the temple out, out. And everywhere we release, that wherever we release, it's healed. But the healing is a matter of the release. Jesus said the word of faith is near you and in your mouth. Jesus also said to that woman at the well, he said, if you would have known the gift, Known, had knowledge, information. Our people are destroyed, not from a lack of church attendance, but they are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. They don't have any information. There are plenty of people that will quote. There are plenty of people that will gossip. There are plenty of people that will read scriptures. But just because you read them don't mean that you know them. And just reading the scriptures does not introduce you to God. Amen. Doesn't mean you know God. Jesus said to the Pharisees, He said, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have life. But they are they which speak of me, and you won't come to me. And he says that as many that receive him, 
He, he, to them, he gave the power to be the sons of God. But you've got to first receive him. And the only way you can receive him is to understand that the word he speaks is spirit and life, and God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit. You've got to get a spiritual relationship with God. You cannot get to glory by filling your gleaners alone. You cannot get to glory by your Sunday school lesson alone. You must get in the spirit. Because it's in the spirit that God communicates truth. It's in the spirit that God communicates truth. Let's look at glory, amen, as it relates to this experience in uh, in, in Moses' account. Let's turn to Exodus 33, if you would. Thank you, Lord. I'm about to um, put something together for you, presuming your intelligence tonight, amen. And so I want you to go with me, amen. Somebody say, I got my thinker on. Exodus 33, God bless you, amen. Let's look at Exodus 33, verse number 17. And if I have a reader, that'd be great. So the thing is, if the assignment is to release God's or to manifest God's glory, we are the fragrance of God's glory, his, his glory in every place. Then I got to know, number one, is what his glory is. His glory is. Somebody write this down. It's his goodness. The word kavod means to be heavily weighted down with God's good materialized. It's God's goodness materialized. Anybody reading tonight? God's goodness materialized. Amen. All right. Verse 17, amen. Hallelujah. Exodus 33, 17. One second. Um, Exodus 33, verse 17 through 19. And again, what did we say earlier? That God gives, gives those that will walk by faith the grace to be faith. Amen. Amen. We cannot access the faith that we need, amen, until we first stand in the grace. We need grace. And so divine influence upon the heart or a reflection upon the heart. But it also is the gratuitous endowment of God. It is the thing you get, amen, without that you didn't, that, amen, you get because of what Christ did. Amen. But another place, grace is also the favor of God. It is interchangeably used as favor. Somebody write down favor. I'm favored by God. I'm favored by God. I'm walking in God's favor. So therefore, God gives grace to those that will walk by faith, and therefore those that will walk by faith receive the grace, to receive the favor that faith puts a demand on. And so my faith 
is moving me in a place that the grace of God must go into operation, and therefore the grace of God is putting a demand on not what I deserve. And this is why you can't discount yourself when you start finding yourself being rejected and start to disqualify yourself. Because whatever God is doing for you, he is doing it for you because of what Christ has done. And therefore, you're walking in Christ and his grace. And so whenever I'm walking in grace, I'm walking in Christ. And whenever I'm walking in Christ, Luke 2.52 said that he grew in statue wisdom, favor with God and favor with man. Somebody say, I'm growing in grace. I received grace and I'm growing in grace. I'm accomplishing in grace. Grace is giving me favor. Amen. So, and God is giving me favor not because of who I am, but he's giving me favor because of who Christ is. And I'm, living, I'm exercising the life of Christ every time I decide to move out by faith. That's why Paul said that I was crucified with, with Christ. I was crucified with Christ. I was crucified with Christ. So anything that I am doing, I am not doing it because I'm dead and I'm too dead to be moving. Are you understanding? I'm too dead to be afraid. I'm too dead to be intimidated. I'm too dead. I'm crucified in Christ. Lay hands on yourself. Say, I'm crucified in Christ. I am dead. I am a dead man. What you see is all de Christ. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. I don't think no more because Christ is my head. Christ thinks for me. Christ is my, is my central intelligence uh, agency. Christ is the one that makes all the decisions from here on out. So therefore, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And his namesake does not get any glory if I don't step out there and do something that requires, amen, grace. Mm. Amen. Step out there by faith. Mm. So I step out there and do it and understand that I don't have to, I don't need my wisdom. I got his wisdom. (coughs) I don't need my strength. I have his strength. Don't need my brain. Got his brain. Had not been for the Lord on my side. Therefore, the Lord leads me in places. Get the job done. And that's why I say, Lord, I'm not doing it without you. Because if you ain't there, I don't want to be there. Because if you're not there, it's no guarantee that I'm going to make it out of that. If you're not there, there's no guarantee we're going to get to Rome. But if you're there, we're going to get there by broken pieces and fragments of board. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. I know the ark seems crazy, but God, if you give us the grace, we can build an ark. We can build something that nobody else has ever built before. And we can do it for a purpose that nobody has ever seen before. I know, God, nobody has ever seen rain before. They've only seen that you watered the earth from a mist that came from beneath the earth. But, God, if you said you're going to do it, we are believing you as the grace that is walking by faith to do the things that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men. Lord, we take courage. We take courage. We don't take on our courage, but we take on your courage, and therefore our hope is in you. Therefore, we're going to get it done in your name. We're going to get it done in your name. Somebody said we're going to get it done. In his name. 
Somebody say, don't you know that every time I walk by faith, faith always get me in a place of trouble. That's why you need grace. Because if it's called by God, God's going to lead you into places where you're going to sometimes have to be in the enemy territory. And sometimes when you're walking through fire, smoke gets on you from time to time. But God got to give you grace. But you're not to run away from it. He said, go ye therefore into the world, but make sure when you go, you go with the grace. And the only way you're going to go with grace is if he assigned you to be there. God will never put you, in a, put, you in a, put you on a job that he has not equipped you for. If God called you to the job, he has given you everything you need, honey. He will never send you to school unprepared. Backpack will be filled and prepared for the first day to the last day because God is a finisher and not a starter. So if he that has begun a good work in you, he is faithful. He is faithful. He will do it. And this is why you got to stay dead in Christ so he can do it. Moses said, Lord, how shall I know? that I found favor in your sight. Unless your presence go with me, I recognize I can build some stuff. I recognize I can get some stuff done. Before he that is in the world showed up, you said, I can do, uh, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Christ gives me the strength to finish it. But, Lord, you've already equipped me with every good thing I need to get a job done. Hallelujah. Better hear what I'm saying to you. Exodus 33, we're talking about releasing glory, getting divine things manifested on, our, on Christ's behalf in our life. God wants our lives to materialize his goodness. He wants our lives to reflect how good he is to us. He want us to walk in healing. He want us to walk in prosperity. He wants you to walk in joy. He wants you to walk in victory. He wants you to have a life that glorifies him. He wants your family together. He wants you always walking in one accord. He wants you all prospering on every end. God has no disease or lack for you, but he wants to materialize his goodness in your life. Somebody write it down and shout it at the same time that God wants to materialize his goodness in my life. God, God wants, wants to materialize his goodness in my life. His goodness in my life. God wants to materialize his goodness in my life. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody take about five seconds out to give the Lord a praise. Unmute your line and give the Lord a shout if you would. Hallelujah. God wants to materialize his goodness in my life. Come on, see God Thank materializing you. his goodness in your life. See it happening in your life. Declare to yourself, God wants to materialize his goodness in my life. His goodness in my life. Yes, yes he Lord. does. And yes, because Lord. I'm not a fool and I walk in your knowledge, I understand you got specific areas you want to materialize your goodness in. Hmm. Thank you. So, go, Lord, where I need you the most, Lord, I want you to materialize your goodness there. I want you yeah. to materialize your goodness with my grandchildren. Materialize your goodness, oh God, with my business. Materialize your goodness, Lord, in our ministry, Lord. Materialize your goodness in our finances. Materialize your goodness. Materialize your goodness, Lord. Therefore, we know you're going to give us the knowledge, God, that we're going to need, oh, God. 
to have the victory in key areas that you have ordained and assigned for our lives. Materialize your goodness in specific areas. Right now, and I want you to declare right now what specific area you want him to move in. Lord, move. Materialize your goodness in their life. Tell them where you want them to move in. Tell them exactly where you want it at. Tell them where you want his glory to be made known in your life. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, worship me for a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, dear God. Glory to you. Materializing my life. Glory to you. Materializing my life. Yes. Yes, dear God. Yes. Yes. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. Yeah. And he and he said, please show me your glory. Yeah. Then he said, mm. Hmm. Come on. Then he said, I will... Make all my goodness pass before you. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So the assignment, again, is to manifest glory. And so if I'm going to manifest his glory, again, i got to know what it is. And we just declared that it is his goodness materialized. Okay. But mm. he just read to us. He said, "I will." He said, "Moses went to the Lord." He said, "Lord, if I've really found favor in your sight, please don't let me go up from here without your presence." And so he said, "Show me your glory." And he said, "Surely Come you on. have found grace in my sight, and Come I'm going to pass before you, and I'm going to allow my what my." Is that not what she said? Mm-hmm. Her goodness to pass before me. Now, the question is, how good is God? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Come on. How good is he? Come on. See, there's so many facets of his goodness mm. that how do we measure, how will we weigh his goodness? God is so good, you, that he has to literally give indicators of his goodness. So when he gives indicators of his goodness, he's literally trying to show us where we are to start at. If we're going to find out how good he is. (laughs) Read verse 19 again, sister. Then he said, 
<laughs> I will make I will make all my goodness pass before you. Yes, he and will. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. Yes, I will would. be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Now, look what he said. He says that I, he's trying to show us where to start at to get an understanding of how good he is. And he says to us, he is saying in verse 19 that my names are indicators of where my goodness shall be located at. Hmm. Because it sounds as if God is arbitrarily choosing whom he's going to bless and who he is not going to bless. So it seems like he's blessing some and not uh, blessing others. Because we are reading where he says, hallelujah, when he says, when he says, I'll be compassionate upon those I'll be compassionate on, and I'll be gracious to whom I'll be gracious on. What he is actually saying is, anyone connects my name as a key to releasing my goodness will get my compassion. Mm. Come on. Hmm. But if Come you on. don't know my name, mm. you don't know who I am because these are the first people on the planet and God is introducing himself to humanity and he's doing it through a name. Y'all better hear me. Turn to Exodus 20. My Lord. Anybody there? Amen. Amen. Exodus Amen. 20, read that scripture now, verse 24 again. Exodus 20, verse 24. Okay. An altar of earth you shall make for me, and you shall sacrifice it, sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings your sheep, and your oxen, and every place where I record my name, I will come to you, and I will bless you. Now, watch this. I want you to see something. Come on. Um, let's turn to um, Colossians 3, I believe. Mm. Yeah. Colossians 3. One second. Hallelujah. Yes. Oh, boy. 
on, right? Colossians chapter 2. Verse number 16 and verse 17. Colossians 2? Yeah, 16 and No one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbath, which are a shadow to come, but the substance is of Christ. Substance are of Christ. Now, what she is referring to, she is referring to the example that the Old Testament left us. And the things and the prophecies that we read in the Old Testament are literally prophetic declarations that are made concerning what we would have in Christ. So even in the tabernacle, when you saw, amen, uh, them building the tabernacle, uh, they were literally establishing the dimensions that we would have in Christ. And so each instrument or each phase was a replica of what we would have. It was a type and shadow, if you would. And so uh, it, because it was reflective of Christ, what the Bible says, they were for our examples, our admonition. He said that they were a type or a shadow of things that were to come. Amen. Even the feast and the festivals. He said, let no man judge you according to feast or festival. And literally what he said is, don't let nobody judge you based upon their religion. Okay. Mm. Said, let nobody judge you based upon their religious thought concerning you. Let nobody judge you concerning their traditional thought about you. But those things that they are searching, he said, those are just types and shadows. A shadow is not the substance of a thing, but a shadow is something that is holding against light, but it is not light. It is suggesting that light is present, but it's not light. The Old Testament was suggesting coming, and its substance would be Christ. Are you here? Yes, amen. no, maybe, sometime. Amen. On the third Sunday. Amen. All right, amen. So I want you to get this. Because in the Old Testament, we just read, when it came to an altar of earth. Why, when he taught Moses to make an altar to burn or to lift sacrifices up. Why did it have to be an altar of earth? Hmm. Why was God so specific about earth? Hmm. Ah. Because in this earthen vessel, you have treasures, yes. But also, he was talking about Christ. And about Christ, he was saying... That, hallelujah, because he was coming in the likeness of men, we had to type him 
as earth. And the Bible says, an altar of earth you shall make for me, and upon it you shall have your burnt offerings upon it. Is that not correct? In Romans chapter 12, somebody turn to Romans chapter 12 really quick. Amen. 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 Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Somebody read that for me. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. That you would do what? That you would do what? Present our bodies. Present your body as. A living sacrifice, wholly acceptable, which is your reasonable, reasonable service. <laughs> be not conformed yeah. to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Hmm. Now, if I'm going to present my body, how many of you know that your body is dust that you are and dust that you shall return? Your body is the flesh. And he says, your flesh up on the altar. And the altars, all altars, are designed to be hot. Because it is at that place that you offer up your sacrifice. And a sacrifice is not a sacrifice if it did not cost you something. Hmm. So God is asking a sacrifice. Why does he want a sacrifice? Because type and shadow, Old Testament, New Testament, up, uh, an altar or you shall make for me. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Upon your sacrifice, he says you shall, you, shall, you shall offer up a sacrifice. What is the sacrifice of the New Testament saints? Turn to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Somebody read that for me, Hebrews 13 and 15. What chapter? I'm sorry. Hebrews 13, verse Hebrews 15. 13, therefore, verse therefore by 15. him, therefore by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Wait, wait, wait. He said, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to what? His name. His name. Okay, so we took the Old Testament and all that you shall make for me. It is a type and shadow of the something we would have Christ in Christ or in his anointing, and we are his anointed ones, and we carry that anointing. And therefore, Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, or for this reason, to present yourselves as living sacrifice. And the way you're going to do this is you're not going to be conformed to this world, but you're going to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we're going to know when your mind is renewed, because when your mind is renewed, then you're going to offer up the sacrifice, amen, of the New Testament saints. You're not going to go kill a turtle dove. You're not going to go kill a bull or a goat. You're not going to do any of those spooky or weird things anymore. But the way you speak now. Mm. Oh, man, y'all better hear me. Because the way you speak now is going to change now. 
Paul says it like this. He says the word of God is near you, and it is in your mouth. And it speaks this way. It does not speak as something is to come, but it is to speak as something that is now. And the Bible that us that we that that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the substance. It is God's material goodness for my life. Faith is God's goodness, and it is now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of the things that are not seen. He said, I am to lay hold on those eternal things by faith and bring those things into this natural realm. And the way I'm going to do that is I am going to discipline what I say. And the way I'm going to discipline what I say is because I'm going to discipline by what comes out of me. Because what comes out of me is a product of what comes in me. And I'm going to make sure that I'm going to get something else in me, hallelujah, which is the sacrifice, so that I can be prepared to speak a word word in season, having the tongue of the learned. Therefore, I won't speak as a fool, but I'll speak as the wise, and therefore I'll lift up a fragrance and not an odor. Why? Because thanks be unto Christ, who causes us to triumph. Hallelujah. When I speak, all you're going to hear is victory coming out of my mouth because God has given unto me the victory. And this is why I diffuse victory in every place. This is why my church culture says that, baby, we got to walk in love. Yes, we got to walk in unity. We certainly do. We definitely got to move by faith. And if we're doing any of those things, our mouth is filled with victory. Our activity is moving in victory. What we do say that we have won the battle already because we got victory and we're not trying to get victory because Jesus read. And I beseech you, therefore, to present yourself giving up the true sacrifice, which is the fruit of my lips. And the last I checked, turn back to Exodus 20. Hallelujah. Somebody turn to Exodus 20. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did Ephesians say? Ephesians says that the whole family of God is named. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I got a name. I got a name. I got a a name name that's higher than any name. Part of a royal priesthood. Part of a holy nation. My family is bad to the bone, man. We got a name. And you mess with that name, you got to mess with everything according to that name. Heaven and earth will respond to you when you come against that name. But you cannot walk in the authority of that name in ignorance. You've got to have knowledge. And when you got knowledge, you learn to sacrifice on your altar. What do I do for my altar? I open up my mouth. I open up my mouth. And the word of faith is near me and in my mouth. I open up my mouth. I begin to speak the goodness of God until it shows up in my life. I speak those things that be not as though they were until they show up as they're supposed to. Because I'm speaking right, I'm talking right, therefore I'm having right. My speech is leaning me in the direction of my victory. I'm talking right. I'm Mm. talking right. Somebody say, I'm talking right. I'm talking right. I'm talking right right because I got my mind renewed. I'm talking right. Talking right. I only worship for my altar. I'm talking right. Exodus 20, verse 24 says what?
An altar of earth you shall make for me, and you shall sacrifice it on it, your burnt offerings and your peace offerings. Your God, sheep and your... And upon it you shall sacrifice your offering on there, upon this altar. What are you? You are an altar of earth. Lay hands on yourself. Say, I am an altar. I am an altar. And out of this altar, hallelujah, I will lift up the sacrifice of praise. And out of this altar, it shall be that way and no other way. From this altar, I only declare the name of the Lord, who is strong and mighty, mighty in battle. Hallelujah. From this altar, Hallelujah. I continually offer up the fruit of fruit of my lips with this praise. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. He said upon this altar I sacrifice. What else? Continue reading. In every place where I record my name, I will Every place I record my name. Watch this. I said the whole family of God is named under what name? Come on. His name is above all names. Jesus. Jesus' name is upon your life. Yes. That's why he said, "Don't rejoice that the that that uh, the demons respond to you, but much rather rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You are part of that holy family." And guess what? Finish reading, Chanel. My oh. In every place where I record my name, I will come every to you and I will bless Every place where I record my name. What is the promise after that? I will come to you he said and he I might? will bless you. No. Did he I say will. he might? Did he say I he will. could? I will. Did he say he could? I Did he will. Say he, if, he, if he just driving by that way, if he, mm. he say if I get a chance. No, he said, wherever a sacrifice is being lifted up, and if my name is recorded there, guess what? My name is recorded, and mm. his name has come upon my name, and his promise was <laughs> that yeah. every place he records his name, Hallelujah. that I will come and bless you right there. I will. Right Thank you. That's what he but said. And when I lift mm. up my sacrifice, so therefore you ain't just talking no more, baby. You ain't just quoting no more. But you lifting up the sacrifice of praise. And God says that when you praise me, my Shekinah glory, my presence will show up. He says, I take a seat in the middle of where praise is, for I'm enthroned in the praises of my people. If you're in trouble, you praise me with no doubt in your heart, knowing that I will show up. And when I come, I'm coming with my rewards. Lift up my name because I'm watching over my word to perform it. And when you in your prayer time at your home or wherever you may be on your knees, lifting up the name of the Lord, you've got to know that he's coming to visit. He's coming to visit. He's coming to visit. Paul, Moses says, that if you can link his name to his grace, he said, you'll see his moving in your life. You'll see his moving in his life. And you got to learn that you got a name that's above all names, and you have a right. That's why he tells you to come before me boldly, because you have a right. 
You are my beloved. You have a right. You have a right. You have a right. Somebody say, I need more specifics about his name. He wanted to introduce himself to man. He said, I'm going to reveal myself by giving them a name. So when he wanted to show them Jehovah Shalom, the Lord God of his peace, he revealed to Gideon on the rock of Oris where he receives and got back the watering place, the refreshing back in his life. Somebody say specific areas. Amen. When I get specific knowledge, amen, concerning God's glory in specific areas of my life, that's when I get it. Gideon sees the, the refreshing places back, and therefore he got a revelation of Jehovah Shalom. David got Jehovah mm-hmm. Rohi, the Lord our shepherd, revealed to him in strategy. Hallelujah. You better hear me when I say to you that God will reveal himself as Jehovah Jireh when you get to the place of your obedience, and God reveals to you, you, the Lord, your God of provision. What is Jehovah Jireh? Jehovah Jireh is when the Lord of provision shows you where his provision is for your life. It is a manifestation of direction for your wealth in your life. God want to show you where your money is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Where you want to see his righteousness and where you want to see, amen, his sanctification. He will manifest himself as Jehovah Sitkanu and Jehovah Mekadesh. But, honey, if you cannot put those words together in, ling- in, in, in your lingual and in your tongue, the Bible says because Jesus fulfilled all the commands of God totally, that God gave him a name that was above all names and above all thrones, and that his glory was going to be bestowed upon to his glory, and therefore he was going to be the glory carrier. And therefore, when he ascended on the cloud and took his seat at the right hand of the Father, the Father gave him a name that was above all names. His name is even above Jehovah Mekadesh, but Jehovah Sikhanu. It's above Jehovah Shalom. It's above, above all of those names. And God said, pronounce Sikhanu. If you cannot pronounce Mekadesh, I simplified it for you, and I gave it all in one name. And so when you say Jesus, thank you, Jesus. he's put all the manifestation of the Godhead in that one name. There is a name that I love to hear, and I love hmm. to sing. Hallelujah, his word. It sounds like music in my ears. It's mm-hmm. the sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. When I declare the name of Jesus, angels begin to descend and ascend, and demons begin to move out because I understand the knowledge of those names, and therefore the enemy cannot beat me with ignorance because I got information. I got the information that he is my Jehovah Jireh, my provider, and his name is Jesus. I understand who he is, that he's my Jehovah Teshua, the Lord God of my strength. His name is Jesus. No, he's my provider. His name is Jesus. When I call on Jesus, I call on everything that belongs to me, even the angels and the host of heaven. And the only way they don't go into operation is if I'm ignorant. Hmm. We are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. You can shout, you can dance, you can run, you can skip, you can hop, you can scoot. But if you don't get that word in you, you will have no more of God than your jump. And the devil will still keep running rush out of your life. But tonight he, his works are destroyed. And we raise a banner mm-hmm. up. And we Amen. declare he is defeated. And from this altar of earth we shall victory. 
Victory is ours. Victory today is ours. I told Satan, get thee behind, but victory today is mine. We are the fragrance of Christ. This is why we thank God who leads us in triumph. For we diffuse this fragrance of victory. Not a fragrance of bad news, bad songs, but victory. Victory. Victory shall be mine if I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle. Victory. Victory. Shall be mine because victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. God bless your heart and all your parts. Have a fabulous night. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. Amen. 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 Night, family. God bless you. Good night. Good night.